0: You're back, floating through the Harkoverse.
1: Harkoverse.
0: So, some albums I listen to and I'm like, yeah, cool. This is cool. Some albums I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. And some albums make me want to imprison rural townships, create my own feudal society with myself as the monarch, of course, and force my subjects to spend their every waking minute, imbuing its sweet sonic nectar. Spiel by Office Dog is one of those kinds of albums. In this format of the podcast, you're going to hear tracks from the record, which is out now on Flying Nun Records, intercut with my interview with Kane, Mitch and Rossani, better known as Office Dog.
1: afraid and just hide. Underneath the crane a sunlight. Tries to catch the shade. Place. To place day to day. to catch the shade
0: Maybe how we should start, just so people, because this is my first, this is my first time with multiple people. Yeah, yeah. It's a hot, it's a hot afternoon. Um, Yeah. uh, We'll go. Maybe we'll just start with a really quick, like, um, introduction so people can hear uh, whose voice is who. So. Yeah, cool. um, I'm here with. Office Dog Office Dog is a three-piece band that's my radio voice by the way uh, I'm with okay. Office Dog three-piece band uh, and this is the voice of of Kane
2: this is Kane this is my voice <laughs> uh,
0: and we're also joined by Mitchell
3: this is the voice of Mitch
0: <laughs> yeah it's weird that I that I yeah I, I do full name but yeah we we'll all, go, we'll go do we Mitch. all
3: sound the same I don't know
0: <laughs> It might be one of those bands. And I'm also here with Raz. This is Rasani. There you go, Rasani. Yeah, we're doing full names. Only full names only. My, um, yeah. We're formal. My, my, we're very
2: formal. My,
0: my, 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 my full name is Harkonen, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um Hey, look. Just to like get you guys in the right mood, I'll I'll blow your trumpets a little bit. Um because I I have already said to you um, over a a very lengthy voice note that um, I very much love the album, and I think, like I said, to, like I've said to you before, I think it's not just a really, really great New Zealand guitar record in the in the over of things, but I think it for the genre and for the like vibe, I just think it's a really solid, solid record that. I think, exemplifies some of the better elements of what's going on in guitar music these days. So I think you guys should be very, very proud. Oh, thank you.
2: No, that, that means a lot. Um, I don't know if any of us are very good with uh, compliments, so <laughs> I won't say too much. But yeah, that was very nice to wake up to that voicemail. Yeah,
0: it's always a surprise when you when someone like myself starts work at quarter to seven and I, I send all my... Voice notes on yeah. the way to work. It's a <laughs>
2: on the way to work. Knock them out.
0: Now, the kind of theme I want to explore with this record and um, is this idea of you guys and the sound of this record and and this band being kind of a stereotypical idea of what a band actually is and should be and what people think bands are, which in my mind is like three friends getting in a room with the intention of just jamming and making good things and that kind of being the the guiding light of the entire process and um i just want to start with taking you guys taking me back to kind of those first jam sessions um and how that felt in the room and how they were going and and what were kind of the first things that were happening that made you guys think, oh, there, there, there's something here, there's something we want to keep, keep doing?
2: Yeah, well, I think that was essentially the whole, the whole idea was to take that, like, stereotypical approach. And, yeah, especially for me, you know, with my solo stuff, I'd been just, like, living in, in a computer demoing and layering everything myself and and not really having a lot of fun doing that so the whole idea for me was first and foremost for it to be like enjoyable and and that seemed like the most obvious way to to get to that you know like just playing music with my friends um but I think also like that adds a nice challenge to it too, like taking that stereotypical approach and still trying to make stuff that, or trying to make songs that are interesting and that might actually stand out in the, you know, in the muck of it all. Um, but yeah, those first uh, jams we had, I don't know, we went, it was out the back of your house, eh, Mitch? Yeah. And uh, Grey, Grey Lynn, yeah. And we, our first jam was in Mitch's shed, and I'd already written a bunch of songs. Kane
3: came to us with like ten songs, and was like, "Okay, let's try this song." And then two seconds later, it's like, "Oh no, let's try this song." <laughs> and then let's try this song. It's like,
1: what? <laughs>
2: yeah, I was a bit over-prepared Maybe I'd been really like hanging out to do something different at that time. Um, but no, we just we really just. We weren't even thinking about recording or playing live or anything like that, mostly because of COVID too, you know. It was kind of during that time. And yeah, we just really, we spent like maybe a year straight just playing together in that kind of environment um, and slowly working out, yeah, what what we wanted to sound like and which songs uh, of mine like worked or which ideas I had sort of, sort of came together the fastest. That was the main thing, you know. If it if it worked quickly, we we ran with it. And if it didn't, even if it was technically, like, an interesting song or a good song, you know, we weren't very precious with them. We were just like, oh, all right, like, let's just move on, move on to the next one. And then, yeah, eventually we just wound up with a, a collection that we felt really good about and felt like we were worth taking to to someone like D and um, yeah, planning, planning some recording with,
0: I think that's a good transition to kind of the question of how this translates to the live shows and how these songs have have done. Because if you were writing these during the pandemic um, and in the timeline, I kind of presume that um, it was a lot. It was very insular in the early stages in terms of you. Most of mostly it was just happening with the three of you in a room, and there weren't many shows happening. Yeah. Um what was it like and what has it been like sharing these songs in the live setting kind of how they were made to be heard i i think
2: it's just the whole way we went about it has really brought like i don't know a certain kind of intensity to the to the live show just because there was such a build up to us actually putting this little world that we'd created out there. Like, you know, we recorded the album before we'd even played live. So it really was like super insular and yeah, just our own little world, like I said. Um, But I love that, you know, because I've I've played so many shows and it's depressing to think about, but like once just to go back to my solo shit again, it's like, I was just so, I wasn't there really a lot of the time, you know, I wasn't present and I think, uh, yeah, the build up to us actually playing live has just made us all feel quite like present on stage and really in it, you know, and that's the kind of band I want us to be. Um, cause you can tell, you know, you can tell when someone's kind of, half there of faking it a bit but yeah I've never really felt so like in the music um, as when Office Dog were playing so yeah if anything I think that's what the build-up did to our live show it just made us um, yeah just feel really with it with the songs
0: Guys, talk like this with one another, or is this like a you'll discuss these kind of more ab- the more abstract parts of the band in an interview like this, um, but not so much chat about the like intentions of the band or all these things, or, or 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 is it quite an intentional group of musicians?
2: Mm, we don't really talk about what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, <is>. cool.
0: Yes, yeah, <laughs> <sick. Like, laughs> it's instinctual.
2: I think. We do lots of
0: band practice.
2: Yeah, we do practice a lot, but we don't really talk a lot. <laughs> no, um, I think the first time we really sat down and hit, had to be like, to talk openly about, you know, what who we are as a band and what we want to do was when like labels started getting involved and stuff because that was really something we never even – thought would happen like we were originally going to self-release spiel earlier this year and then things and and that sort of on that side of things started to snowball a bit so especially even like you know a couple weeks before the album came out here and all the stuff was going down with new west records which was signed to now no, yeah, we just really had to be like, is this what we want? Like, hmm. yeah, or, you know, what's our what's our like vision? I guess we'd never really had that kind of discussion. It had all just been fully about the songs and and just practicing, you know. Like like Mitch said, just it was just us in a room, and it was like it felt like it was scary to like let other people in um, like that, maybe.
0: Well, but, yeah, I think yeah. I think fair enough with the experiences that you guys and people that you know and like. You've been around the music industry. You've been involved in the music industry. And your your this band and album has arrived at a time in your lives where you've you've just your eyes are far more open and you've got a lot of clarity on how important yeah. it is to kind of. Um, be intentional, and the the dangers of of just kind of i don't know barreling forward so that that makes a lot of sense, yeah,
2: um I think it's just felt so pure, kinda mm. not to be too cheesy, but it's felt very like um, pure and easy, and it was scary to have you know the the industry looming there a little bit but I think the thing is we just, um, or I can't speak for these guys, but I just like, I feel like I can separate those two things now, you know, I can, last time I dealt with the business side of things and had a record deal and stuff, it, it was kind of just all consuming. Cause I think I was just young and yeah, I didn't know how to not think about that when I thought about music, but now it's very different. And and a big part of that's cuz you know we're a traditional band like you say we have each other it's not just me out on my own so yeah
0: I'd like to hear from each of you, um, about the track listing and I guess a like <laughs> it, how much you care about track listing yourself and, um, B, where, if, if you had to, if you had to say where, which section of the record, the kind of, which run of songs are you like personally the most hype on?
2: Cry Mitchell, you you stop. Jeez. Um,
3: Mitch
1: doesn't
2: even know the track names.
1: <laughs> <is>. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm still working on a few of the song names. I think um.
0: <laughs> the one with the drum intro.
3: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I I've never even thought about the track listing like for the album. That's not really something that I would think about. Mm. I have gotten like kind of like when we're playing a live set I do like to very lightly contribute to that.
0: What's the difference um, between those two things for you then? Is it cuz the live set is more real and, and 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 on the night or
3: Um yeah, I mean I guess the album like the way that it it sits I I guess I wouldn't really see it going any other way.
2: That was the first. I remember we we made that track listing like in the in the studio.
3: But we made that practice.
2: Yeah, or it might have even been. At
3: practice. Yeah, we were kind of kind of talking about it as as it was being recorded.
2: And I guess there were obvious, like shade was always going to be the first track. We knew that, and we knew spear would be last. Um. Yeah, but that was definitely just the first. I remember we were with D in the studio, and we went through it, and we just we were like, okay, let's start with shade, and then we just went to Antioch, and just once we picked that first run through, that anything else kind of sounded weird.
0: <laughs> you got used to it.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: What about you, Rasani? Yeah, I think I'm in the same spot as
1: Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> like pretty easy, Didn't uh... think about it. <laughs> yeah,
0: like. Just happy having the songs. It doesn't matter what order they're in, I guess.
3: Yeah, fair enough. They all they all have quite different feels about them as well. So it, I think you could kind of put them in a lot of orders and they would hit different. But
0: what, yeah, what, what, Mitchell? What's your what's the song like you look forward to playing live in the set?
3: Does it have? To, I we've got a new one. <laughs> <laughs> it can be Our the new, new one, mate. It can be the new one. We got a new song called Nancy.
0: Nice. And
3: there's there's heaps going on. I think Antidote though is my favourite song to play off of. Feel. Mm. It's just um, yeah. The like the transitions in that song. Just I really like how it moves from each section, and it feels. Yeah, no, that's
0: my favorite one very cool I also really like antidote um you guys are on tour at the moment this uh, w- this will come out I think on Tuesday so that people have time to hear us plug your tour oh nice yeah hell yeah dude um yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you do you guys think you do you guys think you travel re- well as a group?
2: Well, we haven't traveled. Oh, it's the first time. We went to Welly that time. Oh, we did go to Wellington, yeah.
0: I think being a three-piece is going to be pretty nice.
2: Yeah, that helps. (laughs) That really helps. Very simple, again. Very simple. No, I'm excited. Like, we haven't... Aside from that one Wellington show, which was a festival, you know, we haven't played outside of Auckland, so... Yeah, it's going to be real nice... But like Our first one's Next week, right? We're in Dunedin That's all of our hometown So We're going to Christchurch And then we're going to Christchurch We'll see you
0: Hell yeah, I'll be there You you, you guys <laughs> It's a Sunday night So you're going to start early, right?
2: <laughs> yeah I have no idea what
0: <laughs> Well, <laughs> someone's got to be in charge, guys
2: Yeah I <laughs> nah, will It'll be nice and early, you know
0: Granddad over here is like It's yeah, 7 well, o'clock, guys Why hasn't yeah. Sanbury started? we well, are tucked in by 10 that kind of does bring up though like the uh the uh, just like one last big question i wanted to ask which was like the specter of dunedin over this entire record is a huge thing for me and you know as someone who kind of i kind of found or grew up musically in dunedin um and still love so much of my identity comes from the sound of that place and um Listening to this, like, I, I gotta say, I hear, like, that last Esther Rangu album. I hear, like, Richard Lee Hamilton. I hear that, like, strain of, like, abrasive but still kind of, like, over-the-top clever kind of guitar band work. Is, is, is that fair enough to say that this album has that strong lineage from that Dunedin sound coming through it?
2: Oh definitely I mean that's like people like Richard and and the community around spaces like the attic and stuff like that's the world we all came up through you know so it's going to it's going to rub off on you and um for me yeah all so many of the ideas and um ways of making music that those people have have really stuck with me. Um, and I just think like, I was thinking, thinking about this today, actually, but I just feel like in Dunedin, you know, it's like, uh, the song is always the priority, you know, like it's, it's not so much about like the aesthetic of bands or anything. It's just, I don't know. There are just a lot, of good songwriters there and yeah, once again, I just, I just feel lucky to like know a lot of, a lot of those people and have played with them when I was, um, when I was young and kind of needing inspiration, you know, I'm working out how I wanted to do music and yeah, I think that place is definitely like, Stuck with us and um, yeah, and always will.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's going to be pretty clear in a, in a and down the line how much of an impact I think those scenes and the people you're talking about have had on a lot of music that's being made in New Zealand. I think I just it's uh, it was a really special, and I mean it is really. There's still a lot of good stuff going on there. I'm I'm ev- every couple of months I try and coax Richard. Back into some kind of performance. Yeah, okay, we'll get we'll get him there. We'll get him there if you, we'll get if, you, him. if you guys work on him too. I'm sure we can make it happen. Yeah,
2: we'll all give him a nudge.
0: <laughs> and I mean, like Space Bats Attack is my favorite band. Um, yeah, ever. Like, yeah. That, I mean, it's, a, it's it is a special place. I, I, it is. You, you are all three of you are saying that while also living in Auckland and not in New Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: I know we're traders. <laughs> well, I'm actually moving. I'm moving back soon. Nice. And I can't wait <laughs> for that. To be honest, um, we're going to be doing long distance for a, a few months at least. But yeah, I'm really, I'm excited.
0: It is funny the fact that South Islanders just hang out in auckland with other south islanders
2: (laughs) yeah i know that's kind of the funny thing (laughs) we all moved up here and then just played with other people from dunedin
0: Uh, that's how it goes there that is how it goes that is how it goes thing I wanted to ask is actually about the cover art. Ah, um, uh, yes. Does anyone want to tell me the story of, of how the cover art came together?
2: Well, actually, that's um, a photo my grandma took, who actually is the Nancy from the song that uh, Mitch <laughs> just mentioned. Um, I've always loved that photo, and I had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to use it for a cover at some point. And yeah, when it came to thinking about this record, um, yeah, it kind of just popped back up in my head and I realized like it worked really well thematically because of, I don't know, like essentially it's an album about like peaks and troughs and in life and, and with songs like Big Ear and stuff, you know, like, I just thought it really fit. Um, so I got my dad to track it down. I think it was at my uncle's house. And he picked it up and put it in a Ziploc bag and dropped it off to Dan Blackball, who used to run the attic space. Um, and then Dan just scanned it in the plastic bag. So the photo is literally like all the sort of silvery bits you see. That's actually just the, the plastic. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so it's literally just, like, that photo in a plastic bag, which... And that in itself, I think, works, like, thematically, you know? Like, sort of trying to... I mean, a lot of the lyrics are just all about memory and, and letting things go and keeping certain moments. Um so I know just having an old photo like that in a, in a plastic bag just seemed to work, and we tried not to mess with it too much. It was another one of those things that just made sense straight away. And it's like, why, why, why change it? Why question it? Just
0: yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I, I can I I now can't see anything but that plastic bag. I guess I guess <laughs> I thought it was like maybe the photograph was like a coaster. A really cool coaster. Yeah. And and I mean it's yeah. that have been like blown up and put on like a, a black tarpaulin, like the one you'd slide down a hill on or something. Yeah.
2: no it's literally just one of those old like you know, photos that are shaped like that from mm. certain kind of cameras, I guess. Uh no, it must have been the must have been the seventies, late sixties that photo was taken. And it's my uncle up there in the parachute. Wow. Um, probably around Central Otago somewhere. So, yeah,
0: shout out no, Central Niagara. Really
2: yeah, I love the cover and all the Dan's design work that he's done. Like, just really feels like us. So,
0: yeah, amazing. Well, yeah. I I really appreciate um you guys taking the time out of out of your week and coming straight from work to talk um sociology about your own band <laughs> trying to being forced to think about a band you're expressly trying not to think about yeah, yeah, as the exactly. point of it. And I so I yeah. very much appreciate you guys doing that um mental exercise for me.
2: Yeah, no, it was good. Thank you very much for having us.
0: And I I guess we should reiterate um as this comes out on Tuesday, you guys will be in both Dunedin and Christchurch this weekend if you're listening to it. Um the week of? Do you know what the dates are off the top of your head? I I can't. I can probably. I think it's
2: the 14th we're in Dunedin and the 15th we're in Christchurch. And then, yeah, the 19th we're in Wellington.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited to see you guys because I haven't yet been able to see or experience it live. And listening to live music is my favorite way to listen to music. So, even if I'm a little bit sleepy, I'll get Oscar, I'll get Oscar. I've been getting Oscar at Space Academy to whip me up some um, filter coffee.
2: Oh, nice! And, well, we we yeah. might need one too, because of being in Dunedin the night before. You know, <laughs> who knows what will happen.
0: Uh, do you plan on stopping um, in Timaru on your way up at any point, or are you just gonna you're just gonna carry on through?
2: Oh, we're we're actually flying. We're flying oh, everywhere. Oh,
0: we're, I know. Record label money. <laughs> we're taking
2: the we're taking the private jet. I like that. You
0: know,
2: around the Southland. Huh? <laughs> no, I actually hate that. I hate flying.
0: <laughs> yeah, just waiting, just like that nervous wait for all your shit to turn up on the um, carousel.
2: It's more the like thinking I'm going to die, but yeah that that also uh, <laughs> that also sucks.